Hi, and welcome to the Therapy in a Nutshell podcast. I'm Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and it's my mission to create easy to understand educational content about therapeutic skills and topics that anyone can use in their daily life. Stay tuned till the end of the video to learn more about my mental health courses, discounts, and other news related to Therapy in a Nutshell. I hope you enjoy the episode. Each podcast episode comes from a corresponding video you can find on the Therapy in a Nutshell YouTube channel. Also, these podcasts are educational and don't replace the advice or direction you may be receiving from a therapist or other health professional. All right, let's jump in. When people try to improve their weight or improve their health, usually the first go-to approach is to diet, to restrict what they eat. But the most common outcome from dieting is, in the long run, actually weight gain. Now, diets don't work the vast majority of the time. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons for this, including they put you at war with food, they put you at war with your own body. But one of the main reasons for this is that people are eating for reasons other than hunger. Your body has an inherent ability to regulate your eating based on the nutrients your body needs. It helps you regulate this with hunger and fullness cues and with craving foods that include the nutrients you need to be healthy. Now, intuitive eating helps people let go of a diet mentality and develop a positive relationship with food and their body and their selves and reject diet culture and these rigid external rules about good foods or bad foods. And intuitive eating has also been shown to help people recover from disordered eating and reach a healthier BMI. But most of the time, when we're overeating or undereating, it's because we're seeking to regulate our emotions with food instead of regulating our emotions by processing them. So the first step when you're struggling with emotional eating is to ask yourself, why am I eating this? A lot of times people just really hyper-focus on what am I eating? How much am I eating? How many calories? What about my macros? All of these things, right? And instead ask yourself, why did I choose to eat this? You don't need to judge yourself for doing it. Just get curious, right? If I'm eating and it's not because of hunger, what am I feeling? Let me give you a few examples if you're not sure. If you're feeling bored or restless or aimless, you may seek an exciting or flavorful or novel food as a way to regulate that boredom, to replace it with excitement. Have you ever struggled through writing a research paper? Bring on the crunchy snacks, right? If you're feeling aimless in life, check out the exciting new restaurant. Now, if you're feeling sadness or pain, you may seek to feel happy through pleasurable foods. Like check out how many food advertisements have happy as their emotion word. Like look at a Happy Meal or this feels good or Coca-Cola ads, right? And while foods can bring happiness to one area of your life, like food is awesome, that's okay. They can't bring this well-rounded, sustaining sense of joy that a purpose-driven life can bring. Okay, let's look at another reason why people might be engaging in emotional eating, okay? Food and feasting has long been a way for people to connect, to gather, to share a meal and a conversation. So if you're feeling lonely, you may reach for food as a way to trigger those feelings of connection. Okay, another, another reason is if you're feeling numb, if you're feeling empty or depleted, you may seek food to feel full or just to feel anything at all. Now, if you're feeling tired, you may eat to get a burst of energy, but eating sugary or carby snacks may leave you on a blood sugar roller coaster, and being tired is actually one of the biggest contributors to overeating. 
Okay, how about this one? If you're feeling angry, you may eat quickly or you may eat crunchy, spicy, or otherwise intense foods to express that anger. Or you might suppress that anger with something tasty. Now, here's another one. Food has long been used to soothe grief. In Utah, we have a potato casserole. It's full of delicious cheeses and cream cheese and cornflakes and sour cream and salt and butter. And we call it funeral potatoes because it's always at Mormon funerals. And it's delicious and comforting. So if you find yourself eating for emotional reasons, what do you do? Like, does that mean you can't eat comfort food at funerals or you can't eat snacks with friends when you're lonely? Like, of course you can. Of course you can eat for other reasons than just hunger, right? The goal, instead of just being like, oh, stop that, right, is to bring awareness to what you're eating and why. Like, that's the cool thing about emotions, right? A lot of time, they just need to be validated. So if you're feeling super angry and you catch yourself reaching for a bag of pretzels, just pause for a moment and check in with your body and see why you're grabbing those pretzels. Notice and name the emotions. Sometimes that's enough. But then the second step is to solve emotional problems with emotional solutions. So for example, if you're bored, you can eat something exciting and that's okay. You can, you can give yourself permission to eat. Usually just restricting eating isn't gonna solve your problems. But going back to that, right? Just acknowledge that eating won't really resolve boredom for you in the long run. So if you take a moment to notice that you're feeling bored and sit with that for a second, and then consider what might make your life more interesting or exciting or purposeful, you might make the time for an activity that will be much more fulfilling, like playing pickleball with friends or starting a new hobby or doing some service at the local food bank. Okay, so for another example, right? If you're lonely, reach out for a friend, not just the ice cream. Um, if you're tired, consider going to bed early that night. Uh, if you're sad, look for some good you can do in the world or just acknowledge the sadness. You could talk with a friend about it or journal about your feelings. Uh, if you're feeling stressed, do some relaxation exercises or set some boundaries at work, right? Take some action to resolve the stress instead of just covering it up with another feeling. Now, to be fair, working through emotions is not just a one-step process. It takes time and energy and effort, but you can learn the skills to do it. Now, if you wanna take a much more in-depth approach to learning how to create emotional solutions for emotional problems, like feel free to check out my emotion processing course. Uh, the link is in the description. Now, when you make space for your feelings and your physical sensations, you can develop a healthier relationship with food and with your body. And you'll not only improve your physical health, but you'll also improve your emotional health. So I hope this helps you get better at feeling. Thank you for watching and take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found something you can add to your daily routine that makes your life just a little bit better. If you want to learn more about topics like how to process tough emotions, how to change your brain, how to build better relationships, or support someone you know with a mental illness, then check out my classes at therapyinanutshell.com. And if you feel like these podcasts have been a benefit to you, please leave a rating so others can more easily find this content. Thank you so much and have a great day.